हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 16 इंट्रा लोकल गवर्नमेंट रिलेशनशिप रूलर एंड आवर टॉपिक इज इंट्रा टीयर रिस्पांसिबिलिटीज द 11th शेड्यूल अ क्लोज स्टडी ऑफ द 11th शेड्यूल सजेस्ट दैट द लोकल इंस्टीट्यूशंस हैव बीन असाइंड मेजर रिस्पांसिबिलिटीज these in fact could determine the future course the country adopts implying or regarding the development stance it takes mostly matters pertaining to sustainable development education and welfare of the weaker sections as india remains predominantly an agrarian economy environmental and social concerns have been decentralized by putting them in the 11th schedule hence the intent is to improve the quality of the service delivery by bringing the administration closer to the doorstep of the people regarding matters that concern the day to day living in the rural poor all items in the 11th schedule as read under cater to or concern the livelihood of the local people and protection of their habitat through propagation of environmental control measures their dissemination and internalization at in everyday farming and other living activities since these are matters relating to education and extension education has rightly been decentralized The first is agriculture including agriculture extension the approach paper to the 10th plan has recognized the centrality of the subject in national economic development public investment has continually shown a downward trend ever since the new economic policy got underway especially since 1995 to 96 public investment in agriculture declined from 1.6% of gdp in 1993-4 to 1.3% in 1998-99 downfall in public investment in owing to system causes which are explained by the shift towards the present pro business neo liberal paradigm of development from the traditional socialist mixed economy setup revitalization of the farmer cooperative societies for the management of agricultural infrastructure such as irrigation management credit storage marketing through direct access to the markets and even exports is being discussed presently to empower local communities it has been emphasized time and again that true democracy can only come about through real empowerment of people and that is possible only when they own and manage their own resources unless control over resources is secured the mismanagement or lack of availability would be the order the day 
irredeemable was. This would also improve extension services since own stakes would be involved. The agriculture extension machinery and the information support in most states seems to have become outmoded. The staff created under the World Bank assisted training and visit programs do not have much mobility. Print and electronic media and the private sector, particularly the input agencies and traders are now one of the main sources of information for farmers. Cooperatives would help check rampant abuse of natural resources like water since co-sharing arrangement would be worked out between farmers on a voluntary basis which would aid further the task or end of sustainable development. Best practices could also be internalized through voluntary cooperative arrangements. The functioning of cooperative societies has suffered in the past owing to the following shortfalls. Cooperatives have suffered from the stifling bureaucratic control and the politicization because of what they could not develop as a democratic self-help institutions that they purportedly are. They did not operate on sound management principles, hence for revitalization of cooperatives best practices from management science like total quality management total quality management strategic decision making marketing etc would have to be incorporated in their working women had negligible presence which mitigate the impact of the cooperatives as a social movement Absence of a national policy on cooperatives compromised their working. They did not have adequate infrastructure support services like marketing, storage, etc. That means they did not function as a network in interconnected spheres. In China, ways are being explored to set up cooperative farming as a planned organization which would be a union of enterprises, scientific and technological workers and farmers. The enterprises will be are responsible for market survey predictions on the produce categories and qualities demanded by the market and deep processing and sales of the produce. The scientific and the technological workers will be in charge of promoting advanced technologies including popularization of fine species and advantages of farming technologies and application of bioengineering and genetic engineering. Although individual farmers remain the basic production unit, membership of the union can help realize the industrialization of agriculture and be of positive significance to increase farm incomes. The example of China is pertinent because
because the problems faced by the average farmers are largely similar and issues confronting the industry also the same another positive outcome of voluntary effort would be collectivization of the effort in the farming sector as a voluntary arrangement between farmers do garner economies of scale which are presently lacking in the agriculture sector because of severe individualization of the efforts in all developed countries there have been major shifts in the occupational pattern from the primary sector particularly agriculture to secondary and the tertiary sector no such shift has been evident in india in fact the average size of holding has gone down from 2.28 hectare in 1771 to 1.57 hectare in 1991 which means pressure on a unit of land has increased by about 2.2 five times which suggest even more engagement in agriculture besides the quality of farm implements has remained unsatisfactory one of the reasons that are given to explain is because manufacture of agricultural implements and equipments was reserved for the small scale sector quality could not be assured modern technology and precision farming techniques have remained a long distance away the suggestion seems to come across clearly there is need to foster large scale capitalist farming however that would not be possible given the present pattern of ownership how does one attain the desired consolidation for the economies of scale intended the share of agriculture in gdp has declined from 61% in 1950 to 24.2% in 2002 while the dependence of population on agriculture has declined only marginally from 77% to 69% during the period the third is minor irrigation water management and watershed development the aim of putting this in the 11th schedule purposefully is to encourage communitarianism on the part of local communities for better and more sustained use of natural resources and for that decentralized management and operation of local public goods obviously this could be encouraged at the local level under the aegis of a local institution which is the panchayat local operation or provision of public goods is considered to be the more cost effective and sustainable option but practices could be internalized through research and development in indigenous practices of water management and encouragement of local 
initiative towards the same. In watershed development, the aim is to move from the conventional practices of soil conservation based on safe disposal of runoff to rainwater harvesting based on indigenous practices. The aim of watershed development would be to ensure that basic water needs of the ruler poor are met. Rainwater management would encompass multi-uses of water, namely drinking water for people, livestock and wildlife and saving and pre-sowing irrigation of crops, natural regeneration of flora and other uses in that order of priority. The harvested water should be treated as a common people resource for evolving suitable community practice, which would ensure equitable distribution of the use Indigenous environmental friendly practice would be encouraged as vegetative soil conservation measures, use of plant species in development and reclamation of problem soil instead of harmful pesticides, which are not environmentally sustainable. Panchayat institutions and the government sectors would be actively engaged in securing waterlands and forests for provision of basic biomass needs of the ruler poor, which is minor forest produce such as mahua, chironji, honey, gum, fuel and fodder for livestock inputs for small-scale and cottage industries such as basket and mat weaving. Certain non-government organizations have started the practice of leasing and contracting out land to village dwellers for provision of basic needs and protection of wider natural environment. The lands are periodically retrieved for further leasing. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.